welcome back everyone to R2Cast number 109. Um, they're going out every three and a half days now and it's uh, pretty rapid. You've got to be filming quite a lot every week. So uh, meeting a lot of folk um, back in 2001 when it's, uh, nope, that's not how long it's been going, 2021. When it started, uh, it was like you could film five episodes and you'd already bought yourself the best part of three months. So now it's uh, very much a lot of episodes coming fast. So hope you're enjoying it. Last week <coughs> or three days ago, I guess, we had Sophie Gregory. So for those of you that follow Sophie on Instagram, Farmer in Training, um, interesting to hear her story. And if you don't follow her, it was really good. She spoke a lot about organic dairy farming. <coughs> she, she's on the Arla board. So she does a lot of travel in the Arla. Um, and looking at sort of progressive techniques in the dairy sector. The next episode is with um, a guy called John Hamilton, a good mate of mine, uh, who is a vet. So he comes from a large beef and sheep farm, uh, Allenton, where is it? Darville in Ayrshire, and uh, has uh, sort of just newly, newly trained as a vet, maybe in the last four or five years. So another uh, interesting episode there. Today, however, we have a bit of a, a celebrity, I think it'd be fair to say. Uh, she's smiling off camera, I don't know if she agrees to that, but I would say that's pretty true. Uh, and Amy Budge, so we're, we're speaking to Amy from Shetland today. Amy, would you like to say hello? <coughs> Hi, yeah, I'm speaking from sunny Shetland, so... Is it is it nice weather up there at the minute, is it? It's doing okay, it's quite dry, but still very windy and cold. I can imagine that is the case. Um, the wind must get a bit endless up there uh, yeah it is really endless and <clears throat> the it's so strong up here like uh down on the mainland you go and they think it's windy but you're just thinking it's a nice breeze <laughs> you're like i can't feel anything <laughs> there's nothing happening at the minute. yeah yeah for sure just before we get started with another episode of the r2 cast i would like to thank our primary sponsors a plan rural Aplan Rural are heavily involved on the social media scene in the ag space with 120,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories. They also post to their rural community blog with further stories about these people in the industry. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry, such as myself. So thank you to Aplan Rural for that. Um... So for those of you watching on YouTube and maybe even the noise, the, the, the sound on Spotify, uh, you probably recognise Amy from This Farming Life, which we will get into, um, and hence the, the farming celebrity comment. Um, but Amy, give us a bit about your background. Was, was, was a young Amy wanting to get into farming? <clears throat> yeah, I think I always wanted to be a farmer. Um, we were obviously brought up on the farm in Bigton and... <laughs> We always helped our dad and granddad on the farm doing jobs at the weekends and after school. We rode horses when we were younger, so that really got us into like the animal husbandry and how to care for animals. And we're, we've always been quite outdoorsy people, so I knew I wanted to do something outdoors and active. Is there, is there three of you, three sisters, is that right? That's right, yeah. There's three of us. Um, Kirsty is the oldest one, and then there's Hannah, the middle one, which we sometimes call the other sister, because she's not as well known um, as me and Kirsty. Obviously, run the farm now. Yeah, the other sister, for Hannah, for Hannah. So, what what does she do then? Is she not on the farm yet? No, no <laughs> Hannah's at Newcastle University studying a PhD. Um, 
in women in agriculture in the Scottish Islands. So it's lovely that she's like gone back to farming, you know, even though she's studying, it's still very core rural. That's an amazing PhD. That's an interesting one. I don't actually know if I said this to you or you know this. You won't know this. I'm also a Scottish Islander um, uh, from Arran. So you're as North Scottish Island as you can be and I'm as South Scottish Island as you can be. But uh, I don't live there anymore. But we do have, we do have, uh, mum and dad still live there. So it's just myself that's moved away. But <clears throat> um, is it, so it's you, Kirsty, and your mum run the farms, all right? Yeah, me and Kirsty run the day to day, and then mom has a full time job with the farm, and she helps. She does the jobs and takes uh, holidays at lambing time and those kind of things. That's it, a busman's holiday proper. Yeah, you get two weeks off to work three times the hours you do when you're working. <coughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite funny. I mean, I'm obviously lecturing and. Uh, the holidays just play into perfect for lambing time and when the timetable's finished which is about this time mum's like oh have you got a timetable yet have you got a timetable when are we getting you at lambing time <laughs> <laughs> maybe i just want a holiday one day mum but apparently that's not for happening uh, <clears throat> so yeah um have you still got horses yep um me and Kirsty have our own horse and then we've got some of our friends horses <laughs> that um live on the farm as well Oh, just do like livery type thing. Yeah, just to close people because sometimes horsey people are very hard to deal with. I've uh, not personally been on livery yards, but I've experienced some livery yards where there's some difficulties. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes easier to keep it the closer folk. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about the farm. <clears throat> so we've got um eighty short-term cross salaire cattle and about well 300 Shetland cross Cheviot sheep and about 300 pure Shetlands and then we grow 50 acres of barley spring barley and um usually about like 20 acres of forage rape as well to feed lambs on the back end and that's that's always quite something interesting to me like when you think <clears throat> just coming from down here shall we say when you think of Shetland you don't think of arable growth it's just not what springs to mind is there a lot of that on Shetland I wasn't going to say the island because there's loads of them but Shetland in general um yeah it's quite unusual to have arable ground we are quite lucky because in the south end of Shetland it's really quite fertile and flat whether if you go up north then that's where the kind of stone and hill country stone and sheep country so people will have their good fields, but mainly just for silage and things. So we're yeah, we're just lucky where the farm is. It's quite fun getting a combine up there. <laughs> <laughs> how how yeah. long is how long's the boat journey from mainland Scotland? It's twelve hours from Aberdeen. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we usually um choose to fly because it's only an hour to Aberdeen or Edinburgh or Glasgow. So it's so much better. God, I, I thought I always thought I was a bit hard done by the fifty-five minutes over to Aaron, but twelve hours, Christ! And and how how often is that boat going? Is it like once a day, or how does that work? Yeah, it goes every day, and there's flights. Like there's plenty of flights, but it's quite expensive as well. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's hard. How, how much is it? How much is what? Sorry. The, well, either the boat or the or the plane. 
either? The boat, um, well, it's like £30 to walk on and then you've got £100 for a cabin because you can get these pods, but then they're not very comfy. So we always usually get a cabin. So that would be like £260 return. And then the flights are generally £150 return. Yeah. So it's a bit of a joke when you can get like a forty pound flight to Spain or something. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, like I had never heard of Skyscanner until a few months ago, and someone told me about it, and I was like, "Oh, let's have a look." You know, I'm probably going to find flights for hundred quid or whatever. And it's like every day it changes. But yesterday, Vienna was nine quid, and I'm like, "What? How? How is this happening? How is this company making any money?" Um, I know. Yeah, it's such a rip off trying to get to Shetland. <laughs> yeah, it makes it exclusive. Makes it exclusive. Um, so uh, was it eighty cattle? You said about six hundred sheep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so quite a quite a major enterprise. And it is is anything land inside, or is it all land outside, or is there a split? What's the sort of crack there? Uh, we used to lamb outside, but well, last year it was really bad weather, so we took we usually raddle our sheep, so we took the second week and the third week inside. And then this year, we took them all inside. It's been a really crap season. Like, we just had no grass. Um, we were still feeding our yows, and it was meant to be really bad weather. So, thankfully, we had the space to take them inside. Um, so, that's been a bit more hard work. Like, you know, you have to check them more and pen, pen them up and that kind of things. But I think we've come out better off. I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information on our primary sponsors, A-Plan Rural. A-Plan offer bespoke cover for farms and estates, the UK over, and will give you tailored insurance for anything on the farm, from your old workhorse tractor that's been around 20 years, or a fancy new and exciting diversification. Right, okay, yeah. And is it mainly hillbreeds you see in Shetland? You don't see like mules or anything like that, or is there some? Yeah, mainly hillbreeds, mainly yeah. archiviates, um and Shetlands. There's a few blackies, but not that many. Are Shetlands quite good mothers? Always, they always strike me as that. Yeah, they're good mothers, but they're really hard to keep in. It's quite often the trade-off, isn't it? <laughs> blackies are good mothers, but Christ almighty, keeping them in is no easy task. Um, <clears throat> yeah, tricky, tricky times. Um, so as a youngster, you knew it was some kind of outdoorsy thing, um, whether that was agriculture, horse-based or whatever, uh, that was sort of still to be seen. But was, was Shetland always going to be where you wanted to be? I'm not sure. Like, I think I really enjoyed my time at Crabston, um when I went there. And then I think I would love to have gone to travel maybe. But really, I think I am a home bird, even if I don't want to admit it. Yeah. And yeah. I would say, actually, like lockdown, it was quite good. And it's kind of made me realise that I am I'm a bit more content here. Like as I get older and things, I realise what a beautiful place it is. Yeah, it is gorgeous. I mean, seeing the photos, it's, it's blessed to look at. Like, um, Tell us about Crabston. Tell us about your time at, at university. It was really good. Um, I'd encourage anybody to go. Um, we, the best education I got though was I worked on a farm, 
because yeah. um, college was only like two or three days a week and I just couldn't cope with that like I like to be busy like to get on with things so I was working at one summer and there was this farmer from Aberdeenshire come up to buy some lambs so I asked him and was like oh do you know any farmers that would um, be looking for somebody to help so I was like and he said oh yeah you could come work for us so then I was so excited about this. I went home, told my mom, and she was like, oh, so what's his name? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I didn't know where I was going or how to contact him, but I was delighted I had somewhere to work. So he didn't even have his number? He didn't have any way to get in touch with him? No. <laughs> so how but, did you get in touch with him? Well, Shetland being Shetland, I managed to speak to somebody at the Mart, and then they got his number so that was yeah the best education I got was working on a farm and seeing how they did things they were they're a beef sheep and arable farm as well so and the other best thing was just socializing I had a really good social life I think the education was kind of on the back burner but I made like friends for life and a lot of contacts that I can use now so I think that was the most important thing well, you know, as someone who lectures at the place you went to, just a different campus, um, obviously I've got to say that the education is very important, but I was also a student. I think you're a bit younger than me, but kind of similar time. And uh, I was the same for a year or so. <laughs> I was uh, definitely the social side took first and, and uh, was very important. I'm just, uh, I'm actually just looking at a, a map of Shetland. Where on it roughly are you? Are you like right down near the bottom or where are you yeah kind of southwest coast so like and this sort of bit here no further oh. down just above that scoosebara um that sticky out ah. bit is um sitting isle where we graze sheep on and you can get to it um oh. yeah via a beach oh really yeah, so we have to run the sheep along the beach to get to them to the aisle. And can it close off? Can it... Yeah, it closes off a lot in the winter. Um, generally, you can only get over at low tides through the winter because the winds are so high and we get high tides. Amazing. I just see stuff like that. It's, oh, I love that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like Everybody's amazed by it, but really to us, it's just everyday jobs. It's just a beach. I don't know what you're impressed by. <laughs> um, just sort of jumping back, I guess, to the 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 uni side. Was that agriculture you done? For, yeah. Yeah, three years. Yeah, yeah. And what year was that? I'm trying to gauge if we were in similar years or not. Oh, I think. Wait, fifteen to twenty eighteen. Right. Okay. So I was one year ahead of you, because um, because I went to Holland with what would be the year above you for a study tour. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we went to Germany. It was brilliant yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, again, the social side took over on that side as well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The beer festival was brilliant. Oh, you got a beer festival? And, yeah, and a wine tour. All right, someone got a better year. Uh, <laughs> Well, what did you do in Germany out of interest? I don't really know Germany from an agricultural perspective. What do you do? We went to the John Deere factory. That was really cool. Yeah. And then another, I think we went to a dairy farm and a farm that 
had a lot of tourist accommodation, so. You're really racking your brain there to see where it was that wasn't a pub. Where <laughs> it's like, Oktoberfest? Well, it wasn't Oktoberfest, but that sort of thing. Uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, the reason a lot of people will be aware of you, Amy, apart from Shetlanders, I'm sure, is, uh, is the this farm and life site. Can you tell us? I've had a few folk on about this farm and life, and it's really interesting to hear, like, how it came about, uh, what was involved. So just tell us the whole process. How did that come about? Did you apply? Did, how did that happen first? So I think, because um, uh, we kind of got well-known through being a monitor farm. We're a yeah. monitor farm from, I think it was 2015 to 2018. Or no, 2016 to 2020, I can't mind. Right. It was four years anyway. Um, so that was really good. So um, we were that, and then actually people from the Scottish Farmer recommended to the BBC that we should, they should come and interview us for this farm in life. Right. So we were approached to be asked, we were asked to be on it. Um, and at the beginning, I really wanted to do it, and Kirsty wasn't so sure um I thought it was quite good I'm quite like a I like to grab any opportunity and um I love to promote Shetland promote women in farming all that kind of thing so I saw this as an excellent opportunity um so we agreed to do it they came and filmed and they said oh yeah this would be perfect so yeah and then we were chosen to be on it and it's, it's funny you hear a lot of folks say that I mean we originally got the wee letter that I think a lot of places and random thing in random places did because we're on the island. And uh, I was I was involved in the farm at that point. I was like, Mum, we have to do this. We have to do this. And you find well, it was never going to happen because Mum was like, I will live on a different country if there's a camera on our farm. Uh, so yeah, it's quite funny you get the sort of contrasting views. So um, so what's involved in being on that then? So you've now been accepted. How often are they there? It was different for us as well because we were an island then they just decided they would come up a week every month so they filmed for a week um, for 10 months throughout 2018 um, so the first couple of months was fine like we had jobs and stuff for them to see but as you got busier it was harder because it, they, it kind of felt like they were more in the way yeah. Um, and I was still at college, so um, I actually missed one of the episodes as well. The, it must be quite hard to work with, especially like full weeks. Like, right, you've got seven or maybe five days, whatever it is, that we're going to be here. And yeah, I mean, they all seem like lovely folk, but I don't think they're farmy folk. So they're not fully aware of what's mm. happening. They're just sort of ambling around. But um. That's right, yeah, all the camera people were really nice. Um, but like you said, like sometimes they would get in the way if you're trying to move sheep or move cattle. And then, like, they didn't understand it was animals. So we were running the sheep across the beach to get a good shot. And then they, like, asked us to do it for a fifth time. And we're like, no, sorry, we just can't do that to our poor sheep. Jesus so you come back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, we are just going to jump in the sea. Uh, yeah, that sounds, <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. So did they stay with you or did they stay nearby? 
No, they stayed nearby, um, which is fine. And then we just phoned them if there was anything happening in the night or that. Whether ah. like, because that's what, like they said, that's what normally people do on the Scottish mainland and things. They'll just phone them up and say, oh, we're doing this job, then come along. Whether we were having to schedule our stuff for them. Aye, because they had sort of had to do it at that time. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pretty frustrating, actually. Pretty frustrating. Um, did you enjoy the filming process? So I, like, I would say Kirsty was a lot better at it. Um, I was still at college, so I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, look good. And, like, I just got very frustrated if things... Because, obviously, like, we're farming on an island that's not perfect. So, but I really wanted everything to be perfect. So I probably came, like, I felt myself getting more frustrated than what she did. I wish I was a bit more laid back, but I was quite young as well. So that was kind of difficult. You would have been. That's what, five years ago? Yeah, I was uh, 21. Yeah. Oh, so we're the exact same age, right? Okay, I thought there was a slight difference. Um, uh, I get that. Like, I mean, I think... This farming life's been around for, was it 2016, the first year? Don't yeah, I think yeah. we were second or third series. Like, it's been around for a while, and it's sort of normalised the fact that nothing's perfect. And and everyone that gets involved now isn't like, oh, everyone has to be perfect. But at the start, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the, the narrative that was there. Folk were like, we've got everyone perfect, and especially at your age. Like, that's a really young age to be involved in that. So I totally get why, why that was sort of pushed so much. Um, yeah, it'd be quite an interesting one. The one thing I love asking people is uh, how did it feel sitting down to watch for the first time? Because you didn't know it was coming out, did you? No. Um, well, we did actually. It was lovely. We went down to Glasgow and watched the first episode with the other families that was on it. Ah, got you. So, so that yeah. was really good. But then that kind of turned into a bit of a party and we like drunk the BBC out of Prosecco. So um that kind of calmed the nerves a bit. Well, that's it. I can imagine. I can imagine. There's there's a theme here, isn't there? There's a theme. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, us Shetlanders like to drink. I can imagine, I can imagine. Um I actually do you know I've, I obviously can't say names or anything like that, but I've talked quite a few folk from Shetland to come down to Barney. Um it's a fair old job to get down this far. Um I had a, I always like to have a little glance on folks like Instagram pages and stuff like that. And <clears throat> if you are listening, um, you can follow Amy on Instagram or you can follow the the sort of work account, the farm account, I guess. It's just Big Tin Farm, isn't it? That's what it's called. That's right, yeah. Yeah, uh, so give that a follow. They, they show a lot of what's going on. But one of the things I noticed that you had was, am I saying this right? Is it Country File Farming Heroes 2018? That's that right? right. Yeah, we yeah, won that so, award. So what's that? That's amazing. Yeah, it was really good. So that came about because um, our dad died in 2014. Um, so then it was a really big decision whether me and Kirsty was going to take on the farm or not. Um, Granddad had started to slow down. Um, so that came about, the award came about after our community recognised the hard work we'd done. Um so I left school and worked on the farm and then Kirsty was actually studying a degree for primary teaching and she went part-time for that so she could help it on the farm as well. So um, the community 
nominated us for the award and then Adam, Hansen and Charlotte came up and did a day's interview with us um, and then because they were the judges for it and then we went down to the award ceremony and won that so that was really nice. I did amazing, really amazing. I mean this, this is like a, not the nicest situation that's caused it to happen obviously but um, yeah so was that in London? Was that? That was in Bristol. Right and did you when you were going down did you know you were going to win? No, um, we knew we were the we were a finalist. There was three finalists. Right, that's exciting. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, just it was such good recognition for our hard work, and um, yeah, it was a great feeling to win. And when when did you leave school? What age were you? Seventeen. Seventeen. 17 yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard age, like, and this is maybe you don't answer this question. I mean, don't feel you have to, but when something like that happens, like you lose your dad, it's a massive thing. How how did that process of right shit? Someone has to run this farm. Happen? How did that happen? Was it just like that, and you were like, we're going to do this, or was there a period of, you know? I think yeah, there was just a huge period of like emotional and um, grieving, but like. It was also the farm was good, like it made us get all get out there, get on with things, like that animals weren't gonna feed themselves. Um, I had applied to Crabston, or I was going to apply to Crabston, so I knew that I wanted to be farming, I wanted to come home and farm. So I think like because that was already my plan, I was thinking like it was just a natural decision to take on the farm. So was, it's was been there... in our family for like five generations as well, so it feels like it just kind of carried on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that three-year period for you at uni? Was 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 Kirsty basically running the show there, and you were helping it all the times in that? Um, Granddad was much more active on the farm, right? Because Kirsty was Kirsty actually works as a primary teacher for two or three days a week. So um, she was teaching, running the farm, and then granddad and our uncles was helping on the farm a lot more. But now after college, then I'm here full time. So they've stepped back. No, yeah, I mean, that award's deserved to come through something like that. I mean, that, that is tough. And uh, yeah, very resilient of, of the of you all. I mean, you all sort of took on, on whether that was your uncle's sisters, whatever. Um, are you involved in Young Farmers? Yes, um, we. I was a, a. I started young farmers when I was at college because we didn't have a young farmer club up here. Um, so I joined Geary Young Farmers. So that was like great fun. I absolutely loved it. Like meeting new people, meeting like-minded people. It was just such a nice feeling compared to like I did feel a bit isolated when I was younger like being interested in farming um there really wasn't many young people involved um so that was really good so then when I came home after college I was desperate to set up a club in Shetland because I suppose then like you could see some more people young folk being interested like going to the marts there was more people there um going to shows they were just there was some folk keen so I did feel like 
it would be something like valued and have interest in Shetland. So we started that in 2019. And um, yeah, it's been really good. We've got about 30 members. Um, and I've been the chair and the secretary of the club. And now I'm just a committee member. So that feels good, but it's sometimes kind of very hard to take a step back. It's, it's, do you know, there, there's quite a similarity there. I mean, when I went to uni, um, I was I, I was in Ayrshire, it was Ayr I was at, and uh, <clears throat> there was like Chris Rhodes and Mocklin and Ayr and all that sort of thing. And I went to, I think I went to two Chris Rhodes, uh, Spider, that was a random place to see a spider, um, two Chris Rhodes sort of uh, like new members nights. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, it's way too serious. Because like in Ayrshire and Lanark, it's like a business. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Um, fair play to them that do it like I don't know how they have a job and do that but anyway I was like nah this isn't for me but I went back to Aaron and I started a Young Farmers and that was 2015 and uh, I sort of done the I was chair secretary and treasurer for like a year and a half or whatever and uh, we got it going and it went for a couple of years but absolutely did not continue like your guys has I mean it's, I think it's pretty much done now on Aaron which is a shame but um, I was so impressed at the opportunities it offered like it was amazing uh, and now you guys are affiliated that means that like you've got contacted down here if you want you can come to so many things you can organize your own things and, and I do follow you uh, follow sort of what goes on a wee bit just because I some of the students just you know see what's happening right. you're doing a lot like which is good um yeah we've see- been quite active recently and Covid, we were quite active through Covid, you know, just doing Zoom things and Shetland kind of opened up a bit sooner than on the mainland. So it meant that we like really got we got together quickly and we're just really focusing on the young people and wanted to um, keep them going through Covid as well. And then one of our biggest achievements was we came runners up in the club of the year competition in 2021. So then I was determined in 2022 to be really active, raise money for charity and everything. And then we won the club of the year in 2022, which was actually a bit better because it meant there was club members at the Highland show and we went out and celebrated that, which was just amazing. I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, The Scottish Farmer, and I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. I didn't realise you won. I knew you were runner-up. I didn't realise that. That's amazing. That's brilliant. You'd only existed two years. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, that was a really good achievement. Um, the Highland Show, will you be there this year? No, actually. Um, I usually take my horse down. I've done that back for the past couple of years, which is great. Like, it's a brilliant atmosphere to ride at. Um, sometimes it's a shame when my classes are on the Sunday, though, after, like, four nights of going out. It can be a bit hazy, but um, this year my sister's getting married okay. um, in August on the farm. So that's going to take up a lot of time in the summer. And she's having her henny the Highland Show weekend in Shetland. Oh, okay, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Which sister's that? Kirsty, the oldest one. Yeah, brilliant. That's exciting. That's exciting. 
here are got a better some beautiful places up there with some gorgeous sort of coastal views for a wedding <laughs> yeah the pictures are lovely yeah i can imagine i can imagine on that this is a really random question and this for someone from shetland you're going to think what a weird question but you're obviously quite near the bottom shall we say the south side um how long because i assume young farmers wise there's people from all over how long does it take you to get from where you are to at least central you know so it would take about 25 minutes to get to larwick which is the main town in shetland um which is 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 kind of central it's our it's our main meeting point because it's probably about 25 minutes up north um and the same to the west so it kind of fits in for everybody but it is kind of a bit closer to the south right got you got you yeah because i mean i i'm pretty sure i used to think it was much bigger than it is it's not and there's there's a lot like there's there's only really one island isn't there like there's like inhabited anyway one major one in the middle or is that completely wrong no um there is a lot of small inhabited islands as well there's the mainland and then there's probably like uh six or something inhabited islands yeah no it's here it's a place that i've always kind of wanted to go and um uh trying to sort of get in with the young farmers and see if they need someone up there. But uh, no, it'd be, it'd be class to go and um, just see it, just see the, the different life that another island offers. And, and it's, but it's it's almost like its own own community up there. So far, it's not like it's just like in swim over, you know, so it's, it's, it's sort of a place in itself. But um, here it's been, it's been really cool to sort of hear the, the Shetland story, hear sort of your story and, and farming and, and how it sort of came about, Amy. But um, there's a, there's two questions I ask everyone, absolutely everyone. Uh, and the, the first one is, um, where do you see yourself in five years? And the second one is, uh, if you had any tips for people coming into farming, what would they be? So I see myself in five years still farming here in Shetland, hopefully, um, possibly with some kind of accommodation, like um diversification on the farm so a caravan park or glamping pods we've got such a beautiful location i think we could we really need to utilize that and um get make some money from all these pesky tourists (laughs) maybe maybe Uh, don't go out and call them pesky then (laughs) (laughs) oh no i can come visit shetland anytime um and then also just to farm sustainably I love selling our um, beef and our lamb direct to customers. We started that a couple of years ago. So we sell some beef boxes. Um, we sold about 10 coos through that last year. Um, and it's just amazing seeing like rearing those calves and then um, it going on to local people to reduce food miles and for them to be eating lovely local produce. Yeah, that's really warming that's brilliant that's brilliant yeah do you sell um how, how much are you selling like through the market as well i take it it's all sold in shetland there's none sent away. um yeah we sell some we sell most of our year old uh calves in larwick here but some of them do go down to thainston um right. it's quite uh easy to sell to thainston as well so 
and we sell lambs everywhere basically some into Larwick some we fatten through farm stock so they could go to any abattoir and we sell some cast sheep and things to Lanark um so it is quite good like there's definitely more options because people like farm stock then they'll like collaborate and get people together so then hopefully it's like less shipping costs and things for us because that's really high and that can really knock your price that you get when it gets to the abattoir. I take it, do you use like as farmers sort of almost work on an unofficial cooperative where you're like, right, we need fertiliser, let's all get it once. Is that a plan or, or a feed or whatever? Is that- um, not as much as we should. Right. Um, I think, but I think there's maybe enough farmers and crofters like for feed. We've got a harbour base here, but yeah. also East Coast finders are always sending stuff up and graze feed services and that kind of thing so people do you just put your order in and it comes up in a full truck rather than ordering one or two bags kind of thing um fertilizer we've recently started working with just our closest neighbor um so we fill trucks with him kind of thing um because otherwise yeah it's really expensive yeah absolutely and and a one thing I completely meant to ask you and completely forgot was um, livestock shows in Shetland. Mm-hmm. I've heard of a few. What is what's the one? Is it Vaux? Uh, yeah, there's Vaux, Cunningsborough and Was. Right, okay. What's the best one? You got an opinion? Uh, the best one has to be Vaux because it's quite busy um, and it has a really good beer tent. And then they usually do a show dance after. By the Cunningsborough, it's the biggest and it's great for going through the day. Um, a lot of machinery dealers come up from Orkney and there's a lot more. So Vaux is actually still a closed show. Um, you can only enter if you're in that area. By the Cunningsborough is the open show in Shetland, so anybody can come and enter their livestock or horses or that kind of things um but it's on a wednesday so it doesn't have a beer tent or a show dance what what time of the years are they are these uh august august yeah, yeah. um Vo is the first weekend of august and then cunningsborough is the second wednesday and then was is the second weekend so aaron's the first wednesday of august but uh, it definitely has a beer tent. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've not, I remember much of it from last year, but it definitely has one. Uh, yeah. Um, no, Vaux Show, I've heard some very good words about, I've heard a lot of folks say about Vaux. How do you spell that? Is that V-O-E? Or... Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Vaux Show sounds class. Sounds good. Um, no, here, it's been a pleasure having you on, Amy. Um, it's been good fun. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it yourself. Uh yeah, this has been really good. Thanks for having me. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. The time sort of flies by. I mean, that's been what, uh, yeah, that's been the best part of almost 40 minutes. It sort of disappears pretty quick. So uh, it does happen. But no, absolutely. It's been a pleasure to have you on. You've been someone that's sort of been on the ever ending list that I now have. I think I've got about 400 people on this list. So it's getting, I honestly get so many messages every day now from people that listen to podcasts every day and they're like this one this one this one and then they message you two weeks later this is a particular shout out to heather murray because she's the most recent to do this um i know she'll be listening uh 
where I'm like, I'm really sorry I haven't phoned any of the people that you've messaged me about, but I've got so many. I will get there. I will get there. So, uh, yeah, no, you've been on that list for, for a, a good month or so, and it's been a pleasure to have you on. So thank you for your time. Um, for for those of you listening, I hope you've enjoyed a story about Shetland. I don't think I've actually had anyone from Shetland before now, so that's a, a first uh, in that sense. So that's quite good fun. Hope you've enjoyed that episode. As I said, the last episode was with Sophie Gregory looking at sort of organic farming, a really good chat with um, someone that's only been in farming nine years, but has really taken the bull by the horns, if you will, uh, just knows everything about organics. I was really impressed. It was really interesting. Vet is the next one with John Hamilton. Uh, and the one after that will be the third episode of the... Um, of the uh, All In People in Farming uh, podcast. So we'll see what that is. It's either going to be a comedian, a police officer, or the um, current British timber sports champion. So one of the three, uh, a lot of different things coming in and that say things. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. If so, follow on Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Or TikTok, where I've trained my cat to jump up. Uh, make sure to follow on the Spotify and Apple podcast side as well. Um, but yeah, once more, Amy, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks. Amy. See you later. I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2Cast. I just want to take this moment to quickly thank our primary sponsors once more, A-Plan Rural. If you follow A-Plan on social media, you'll see the work they're doing to really promote British farming and back our industry. It's been a pleasure working alongside A-Plan Rural so far, and long may it continue. The values of A-Plan Rural runs perfectly in line with the whole mantra of Rural to Kitchen. And I'm glad to have them on board. Check them out on Instagram at A Plan Rural and on Facebook at A Plan Rural Insurance. See you for the next podcast.